Hello, everyone. Welcome to Quantum Catechesis. I'm Father Joe Krupp, and you are not. And today, today, today is Friday, January something or other, and it's the year of our Lord, 2024. Is it the 16th? 19th. I was so close. Uh, a week from today, you were fat little priest. Well, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I shouldn't say that about me. I'm not little. Uh, we'll be on an airplane get, flying out to the Good News Cruise. Uh, and yay. That's what I have to say on this topic. Yay. Uh, today is our usual question and answer, but before we do, let me throw a few things at you. First of all, my beautiful niece-in-law, is that what you say? My nephew, uh, Mikey and his amazing wife, Diana are right now at the hospital. We're praying for a safe delivery for their little squeaker. So if you would pretty please with sugar on top, pray anyone who prays for my niece, Diana and my nephew, Michael will receive nine Jesus points. Yeah, that's a fact. So act now before points run out. A huge howdy hi, buckaroos and buckets to our foreign correspondents. Patricia in Scotland, Bren Van in Canada, Sabine in Germany, Richard in England, and Margaret. Margaret. I got to learn a New Zealand accent in New Zealand. I know it's super nasal. I know that. And my dad in the basement with three empty bottles of booze around his chair. I want to say howdy hi and a big welcome to Michigan Church Supply in Mount Morris, Michigan and uh, Celtic Cove Catholic Bookstore in Oxford, Michigan. Uh, you should buy all your stuff local. This is the will of our Father for you. And a warm welcome to Incensum, the Catholic Cigar Company. Now, none of those people are sending me money, but my hope is by mentioning the cigar company, are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Are you doing? And if anyone from there is watching, we like punch rare Corojos. So whatever you've got, that's like that. Um, so, oh, I see. That's a great idea. Okay, one of our viewers right now has posted an idea that we need a roll call. Now, Carrie, that's going to be some work for you, sis. Are you up for this? Seriously. She's even put down the bottle of booze, guys, and the cigarette. Um, and actually, do you know what I wish? I wish I could teach Carrie this voice so that she could do this, right? Be like, hey, father, we've got a caller here from New Jersey, and she wants, she's got some questions for you. Um, but she told me I don't pay her enough. How about we take a roll call? Let us know where you're from, uh, where you're watching from, and we're going to, at some point, when I say we, I mean Carrie, are going <laughs> to make a little map of where people are watching from so if you feel like it please post you know i'm bob i'm watching from poughkeepsie new jersey i i my name is mary margaret connelly and i'm watching from manhattan um so uh that's what we're gonna do <coughs> so i'm gonna go off <coughs> it's my understanding our cough button is coming yeah. Is this true? Yes. Have we set up the day when that dude? No. no I'm going to call him <laughs> So I don't want to say Carrie's a liar. Uh, I don't want to say that Carrie's a liar. I swear to God. Somebody go get them. She needs some Virginia Slims. 
Um, so we've got our questions. I say we dive right in. And Uncle Lonnie is here, by the way, today, which makes me such a fat, happy little priest. I got to tell you, I was praying mass this morning. I knew I'd get to see Uncle Lonnie. Darn it, I got, I'm a coughing more. <coughs> Sorry. Mm, I knew I was going to get to see Uncle Lonnie, but he always gets to mass way early because he, he what do you call it, pray or something like this? I don't know. He does this some weird thing where he just sits in the pew and stares at the crucifix. But the roads are treacherous. And so I was like, before mass, I was like, if he's not here, I'm going to be so sad. And if he's here, I'm going to be sad. Right? Just because I don't want you driving on crappy roads. So mass starts. He ain't there. And that man isn't late for anything. So... I start mass, and all of a sudden, I begin obsessing a little bit. Where's Uncle Lonnie? Is everything okay? And I don't bring my phone to mass, of course. Ugh, I can't quit coughing. <clears throat> I am so sorry, everyone. I got to quit smoking crack. That much is clear. I, I do it because I hear it's high in vitamin D and essential nutrients, but I think it might have a negative effect on me. But this is the funniest part. So all of a sudden, I make eye contact with a buddy of mine who's also a buddy of Uncle Lonnie's. And she's kind of like, I don't know where he is. You can't see. But she kind of did the eyebrow up shrug, like, I don't know where the man is. So then the church door opens. I look. It's not Lonnie. This happened about eight times because there were a ton of late people because of the roads. And each time, my little heart would go up and then down. Then the door opens. Ah! Uncle Lonnie comes in. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this is a homily, right? We are all anxiously awaiting Christ's return. And let me trust me, Lonnie is nothing like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus has hair, and he's got that glowy orange thing around him. Lonnie doesn't have either of those. Why are we talking about this? It's just because I can. Hmm? Oh, so I thought, that's a homily, isn't it? Like, isn't that, like, we know he's coming back. <clears throat> we don't know when, and there's all these little things where we're like, oh, no, you know, but when that day comes where we get to see Jesus face to face, sign me up. This is why I pine to be killed by a cement truck. That is a quick way to go. Like if they're going to start doing Christian martyrdoms again, I'm one level I'm in. I just hope they use more modern methods. Like, we I, we sentence you to death by being shot by 50 different people at once. Okay. I will bear that for Christ. But that torture stuff? First question, Father, yes. Do you believe, Bible, doctrine, etc., that all people, every single individual alive in the world, are called to be disciples of Christ? Yes, absolutely. I believe they're made for that. And called for that, called to that. Um, and that's a big part of the reason that the church has kind of been pushing us to evangelize. Because in a post-Christian culture, which the West is in, um, as I and I know I say this way too much, it's not that people aren't Christian. That's a normal part of the living. It's that so many people think they are. They have the symptoms of Christian. They don't have the virus. And our job is to go spiritually cough all over them uh, and make sure they get the Jesus virus. 
right? Like, <clears throat> you know, one of my favorite saints is St. Anthony of Padua. And one of the things that he changed over to becoming a Franciscan was he was in the town the day they brought back the seven Franciscans who had been martyred attempting to convert the Muslims, right? That uh, he saw them carrying their mutilated bodies and he was so struck by how much love must have been in their heart. Like to love your enemy so much that you're willing to die for them. And he was struck by, well, that's what Jesus did for me. When I was an enemy of Christ, he died for me. Um, and anyway, yeah. Why do you take your watch off at the same time every Mass? This is a funny question because on one level, I'm half aware of it. But I remember when it became a choice, okay? So I don't always wear the watch, so I don't always take it off. If I remember to put a watch on, I put it on. Now, this one I put on because it's the Detroit Tigers watch. At every Mass, I'm like, please, Jesus, please! Um, do you know that? That's why I put it on. I'm like, Jesus, please help my Tigers. He helped the Lions, right? We won a playoff game. We've won two playoff games now since the time of Julius Caesar, right? Isn't that crazy to realize that? Dad's 87. He has seen two Lions playoff wins. Think about that. Right, but that was pre-NFL, pre, you know, that was, uh, I believe, the XFL. Uh, oh, uh, Marius does not agree. So what were we talking about? Does anyone remember? Oh, Tigers. No. Watch. Oh, so here's the thing. When I hold up the Eucharist, one time I noticed I can see my watch. And I don't want anything distracting people from what's in my hand. Do you, do you get me? Like at that moment, I try to lift him above my head because I know you want to see my face. I get it. I see my face every day and I can't get enough. Um, <laughs> Wait, Lonnie's throwing up. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. Lonnie has just thrown up, folks. Uh, but all kidding aside, I lift him way up because it's not me. I'm just the the vase, right? And then I saw my watch, and I was like, well, shoot, right? So in the end, I would keep catching myself wearing a watch, and at odd times, I would take it off, right? Like that would become then a distraction, Right. I, uh, the watch was a distraction. The taking it off was a distraction. And you might be thinking, well, then don't wear a watch. Folks, that requires a level of focus I am not capable of. You're, you're asking me to right? remember who you're talking to. I am a seven-year-old in a fat old man body. Okay. So what struck me is there's a part in the mass where we step outside of linear time. Yeah. Right. There's there's, there's two key parts of mass. The first one is in linear time, and the second one is outside of linear time. <clears throat> the first one is the liturgy of the word, where we hear God's eternal word. Okay. The second one is where we participate in the Last Supper. Um, and the way you know we're entering that part of the mass is we sing the song of the angels in heaven. Okay. So when St. John uh, was given a vision of heaven. He said, there's a bunch of angels who just stand there and look at God and cry out, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, 
right? They're, they're crying this out. So for us, when you hear that song, remember, we are ascending to heaven, not of our will, or not of our will, of course of our will, not of uh, by our power, <clears throat> not by magic, um, <clears throat> but by God's gracious love. He pulls us out of time. Why? Because the event we're about to participate in happened 2,000 years ago in linear time. How are we doing? So at that moment of mass, we are ascending to heaven and we are now out of linear time. So for me, I took the practical need to take my watch off and I tried to put it at a time when it actually had symbolic value. Isn't that weird? But that's how all the good stuff in mass originated, right? Why do we pour a little bit of water in the wine? Do you know this? Because that's how people drank wine in the time of Jesus. We're doing exactly what they did. Uh, they didn't use to just make bottles of wine. They made a wine concentrate, and they sold it to you in these big jugs. Do you know this? And they would give it to you. Well, you didn't drink it straight. That would be like drinking white lightning now, right? It's just straight. You know, you could run a car on that stuff. So what did they do? The common mix was 50-50. 50% water, 50% wine. If you just drank the straight wine, you would get very sick. Back then, if you just drank the water, you'd get very sick. So what did everybody do? Water and wine. So why does the priest add water to wine? Because there's this practical reason that used to exist, and we tied a spiritual meaning to it, right? We, uh, God helped us sanctify... Um, uh, a normal human moment. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so that's why I take off my watch. Tried to at the same time. I tried to not wear the watch. But then, of course, I'll leave it somewhere in the church. And this was a gift that I could never afford. So, <laughs> watch is worth more than my phone, I guess. A few people have told me that. I'm very ignorant. When I'm... It's made in Detroit. When I'm recording Mass, mm -hmm. we trying to turn off the date at that time. Mm, nice. Did you hear that? I don't know if you heard, Aunt Carrie said, when we're recording Mass, they turn off the date when we get to that point of Mass on the recording, right? Because we're outside of time, unless the communion song sucks. Um, <laughs> what did we sing the other day? And I felt so bad because I didn't mean this. Maybe I shouldn't even say <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, we were in back and they said, today's opening hymn is here. I am Lord. And I was like, "Ugh!" like, I didn't mean that. It's just like, if you're my age, what am I? 54. There was a 12 year stretch where that was every mass ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Be not afraid. Here am I Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. And I am the bread of life. We were allowed to sing four songs for 32,000 years of the church's history. And I was alive for all of them. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Remember that one? And they'll know. Okay. Father, I've started to read my Bible cover to cover. Holy crap. Way to go. Um, remember, it's not written in order. Right? You know that. That's why it might not make a ton of sense. Like the book of Ezekiel happens during 2 Kings. Right? The book of Isaiah. You know, you could go on. Anyway. Anyway. I've started to read my Bible from cover to cover. It is the Catholic Living Bible. I don't know that one. Do you know that one? 
No. Uh, I've come across Genesis 6, 1 through 3. What is your take on it? Um, that's a passage where it talks about, oh, focus, Joey, um, the Nephilim, right? That uh, the children of Adam and Eve basically sleeping with but there wasn't a lot of sleeping uh these nephilim and everyone's like what the heck are nephilim and oh and that's what this person is what is your take on this are they the nephilim that moses spoke of why aren't we taught about the nephilim will they come back in the end times okay this is loaded let's take it a step at a time why don't you hear about the nephilim because we have no idea what they were and that's literally true um if you read a commentary that says the nephilim were this they're wrong Good commentaries will tell you there's three theories on what they are, right? And we have no clue. And whoever uh, the Holy Spirit inspired to write, well, Moses, Moses wrote that. Um, clearly, he didn't think we needed to know. Um, and that happens a lot in the first five books of the Bible. You'll notice there's different places where it says, he uh, cursed him saying, should so-and-so happen? Right? Why? The Bible doesn't want you to have that information. They don't want you to know that curse. Right? They leave stuff out that you don't need to know. Uh, and Nephilim seems to be one. What are theories? One theory is you divide the human race up between the sons of Cain and the sons, uh, the ancestors of Cain and the ancestors of Abel, uh, and you have one that is godless and one that is godly. Uh, the most common one, the, the word Nephilim means the watchers. Um, <clears throat> the most common and oldest understanding is that these are fallen angels or angels that God specifically assigned to mate with humans, right? Why? Well, we had to spread some DNA out. There were only a few living people. <clears throat> but again, it's all speculation. And if I may be so bold, and this is just my opinion, don't spend too much time on this. It's not our business. If God wanted us to know, he would have wrote it down. Right, he would have made sure that we know, and I know Nephilim. There's a lot of weird, new age Christian stuff about it, and we want to avoid that, like the bubonic plague. Yeah, okay. Um, when I was younger, I was told to capitalize pronouns for God in sentences. Me too. Uh, he, him, his, etc. However, I'm reading now. I see these pronouns are no longer capitalized, not even in the Bible. Can you please provide some insight? Was that ever required? Uh, I, I'm with you, and I have no idea why. Uh, I still, when I write about God, and so does Uncle Lonnie, okay, we capitalize the H on he, him. God's preferred pronouns are he, him, his. Uh, isn't it? Okay, I shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> We're just going to keep moving along here. Uh, now I don't even know what we were talking about. I just, I'm already reading the letters. Okay. Uh, focus, Daniel San. I don't know why they changed it. I have no clue. Um, I can make up a reason, you know, involving a conspiracy theory with the Nephilim and the Templars and Constantine. We could do that. You want to hear a credible? conspiracy theory it's so credible that i didn't know this was a conspiracy theory uh, seriously i just thought no that's 
what happened, right? <clears throat> so you remember when uh, King What's His Butt, one of the Phillips, uh, ordered the slaughter and arrest of all Templars all at once, right? It was a brilliant, evil uh, thing. And we know some Templars got away, right? And I'd always read that they fled to, um, what did you call those cats? Well, anyway, they're the Swiss now. And that that was the foundation of Swiss banking. What? Was, uh, what do you say, exiled Templars and their super wealth. Now, I didn't know that that was considered a conspiracy theory. Did you know this? Have you heard this? No. Okay. I don't know. What do I know? Um, so about the pronouns thing and God, why aren't we capitalizing the H on God's preferred pronouns? Uh, no idea. But to me, it's important to do. Um, okay. Question from our Christmas dinner debate. Gravy. Oh, me too. Good ones. Yeah. Right? I always tell people church fights are like family fights, but with less affection and more blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, should you or can you chew the communion host or should you let it dissolve? Either are valid. Um, it's interesting. Like, when I was young, they were like, oh, you can't chew it. Right? You put it in your mouth and let it dissolve. If you go look at John 6... And I'm dead serious. Where Jesus says that you have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. Do you know the word he uses for eat my flesh? You need to grind your teeth into. He, yeah, you need to gnaw. Like he is using a very invasive, raw, what word, carnal? Uh, no, or carnal. Well, carnal in the traditional sense, not the way we use it now. Meaning body, right? Uh it, it, it's it's not subtle what he's saying. And when I was in seminary, uh, and Dr. Reardon pointed that out to us, he was diagramming the Greek, and we were like, wait a minute. He said, oh, okay. So I got to tell you, Eve destroyed the disco Jesus on my desk, and now she's got one of the screaming goats. Don't worry, I got back up. That's the sound of the goat being eaten by my dog. Uh, but John 6, Jesus says, gnaw on grind your teeth into my flesh so that's why i say you probably can't do it wrong you know mm -hmm. um okay my doctor prescribed birth control pills to me because of my health issues specifically cancer uh you talked about artificial birth control in marriage as a sin what do i do okay that's a different thing okay that's a totally different thing um and a, ugh, I don't know if we should get into all this. Oops, hold on. Oops, uh, that's okay. I got it. You got it, sis. Um, focus. They call it the principle of double effect. Okay, Namely, if I take a pill so that I can have sex with my wife and avoid pregnancy, that's a sin. If I take a pill to not have cancer or a pill that helps me as I suffer with cancer and an unintentional side effect of me taking it is that it acts as a contraceptive. That's a different thing, right? That's called the principle of double effect in a nutshell. If you, if you care about such things, your motivation matters greatly. Yeah. 
um, <clears throat> so I had a buddy, and he shared this in a church um, marriage prep class. I'm not breaking confidence. He uh, was struggling with cancer, and he had to take a pill that rendered it so he could, his wife and him couldn't conceive, right? Uh, but he wasn't taking it for that purpose. That was an unintended consequence. Uh, you, what you want to keep going back to, and I'm not being funny, right? If you didn't hear Wednesday's show, please go listen to it. Um, unless you're insane, by the way, then don't listen to it. I don't want to hear it from you. Um, sex in marriage is a good, it's a great, it's what God made you for. Um, you want to be sure that your married sexuality reflects a respect for what that act can do when both are able. That was a pretty good way to do it, wasn't it? Was it? Or am I just in my head? Okay. And then the follow-up question from someone else, but it seems perfect for this. If sex and marriage can't utilize birth control, should infertile couples not have sex? No, because again, your intent, I mean, wait. I don't know how to answer this. You should have sex. Yeah. Uh, To the person you're married to, right? I mean, don't pick a rando. That's called adultery. Uh, But sex in marriage is a good. It's not something God allows. It's something God desires. Remember, so again, if you listened Wednesday, this is about you imitating God. The fact that nature or your body or fate or whatever made it so it can't produce the normal good doesn't mean that it's now a bad. Right? Like, you don't, if you see, well, no, don't go there. Okay. Did you want me to go up? Were you pointing up, sis? No. Okay. Was that, did that make sense? Right? Oh, dear. Okay. (laughs) The dog, like, you guys got to understand. I know I say this every show. The whole time before this starts, she just lays there. The second it comes on, she's like, I don't feel like I'm getting enough attention, so I'm going to start a fire. She doesn't have opposable thumbs, and she can start fires. Did I tell you she's turning on the stove? No. No, my hand to heaven. Or what's the thing on top? The one There's the one below and the one on top. The burners? Yeah, the burners. What is that? A stove or an oven? Stove. Stove. Yeah, she tries to get up there, and she so three times in the last seven days, I've That's not good. no. So I got to figure that one out. I was thinking about like greasing the handles or something, because what it is, she's clearly trying to paw up there, because she's found food up there. Remember, she stole a half a pound of ham last week, honey baked ham, which is not cheap, and she enjoyed it. As someone who prefers to receive the Eucharist on the tongue, I see no point in receiving on the tongue when an EM is distributing. On those occasions, I receive in the hand. Your thoughts? Yeah, you do you, right? The church allows you to receive on the hand or on the tongue. And for whatever it's worth, no priest, no Eucharistic minister should ever forbid you from one or the other, right? A priest cannot refuse what the church allows i've seen a few of these where somebody who traditionally receives on the tongue comes to a priest who won't distribute on the tongue to me that's appalling now i don't know what i don't know it might be like there was there was a time my shaky hands you remember in hudson i went through this my hands were so shaky 
it was hard to get it in people's mouth without getting wet. I don't know what else to say it. I know. Uh, and there's different things. Like I can, yeah. So there might be a reason a priest doesn't give it to you that way. But in terms of you, you you can do either, right? Um, <clears throat> some people, and I object to this, I'm going to be honest, believe that non-consecrated hands should never touch the host, right? And because of that, that's why they don't like Eucharistic ministers. Only the priest should be distributing. I think if we had enough priests, I can dig that. Right? I do. But remember, we ran into this in Hudson. We run into it here. There are so many people going to communion. We will make the next Mass late if I'm the only one up there. And I literally mean that. You know, remember in Hudson, we had that problem at Sacred Heart. That Mass was so full, and we could only get to Eucharistic Minute. Me and another dude or dudette up there. Uh, but what do you do? I think I'm just kind of going on and on. Oh, oh. <laughs> Folks, I'm so sorry for all the coughing. We are getting a cough button. It's just, you know, Carrie. It's not Carrie. Okay, can any of these episodes be listened to in their entirety elsewhere? What a fine question. It's almost as if I typed it. No, actually, I didn't. Yeah, you can subscribe to our podcast. Uh, It's on Spotify and Apple. It's on all the major podcasts. Uh, Joe in Black Ministries. And honestly, subscribing helps us, if you're willing. Uh, You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Same thing, Joe in Black Ministries. Uh, You can also send me a check for $18 million. I'll come to your house and do some of these. Yeah. Can't hurt. With that 18 million, we'll buy a couple priests. Fill in for me. I got to go do some episodes at this guy's house. So, um, okay. What is the exact moment of consecration when you breathe into the host and chalice? Okay. So now we'll get into um, this. Uh, okay. Focus. When you look at the Catholic Church, the Christian Church, you can divide it into East and West. Okay, so you've got our Orthodox brothers and sisters, and you've got your Roman brothers and sisters. If Me, I'm a Roman Catholic, right? What does that mean? It means I move around a lot. Okay, sorry. Not that kind of Roman. Roman Catholic is defined by a few things, okay? And it all comes from Roman culture, pagan Roman culture, right? Which existed before Christianity, which is you have to do worship right. Okay, so if you look at the pagan Romans and their sacrifices to their gods, it was exceedingly important uh, that you do it right. You do it as it's prescribed. And that's translated then into our daily Roman life. When I pray the Mass, culturally as well as spiritually, I'm not allowed to mess around. If the instructions say do this, I do this. If the instructions say say that, I say that. Uh, if it says in these or similar words, then I'm around, allowed to mess around a little, right? You go to the East, that's not the case at all, although their liturgy is very defined. So it's an old story, and I don't know how true it is. But of a, a Roman Catholic asking an Eastern priest, 
When does the consecration happen? When does the bread and wine turn into God's body and blood? And his answer is during the mass, right? That one of the benefits of Romans and one of the detriments is we define the heck out of everything. Where that's lovely is it helps us understand, it helps us have a common frame of reference where it's not so wonderful as when it leads us to limit God or to ask, like, when exactly does this happen? Our best guess, it's God's work. Am I making sense? So what do we say? When the priest puts his hand over the gifts and says, we ask that you transform these into the body and blood of your son, we say that's the moment it happens, and we call that transubstantiation. And again, I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but supposedly when you ask an Orthodox priest, what do you call that? We call it a mystery. We don't have to label it. We just stand in awe of it. Yeah. It gets us in trouble sometimes. It really does. Like, you know what? Maybe this is a good time to talk about the heaven-hell debacle on X last week. You weren't around for that, Uncle Lonnie. So here's the deal. You know, I, I think... There's times Pope Francis says or does things, and I'm like, hmm, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Okay. This wasn't one. <laughs> he said, quote, I am not expressing Catholic doctrine or dogma. I'm expressing my opinion. I hope that everyone goes to heaven. I hope that hell is empty of humans. And people freaked out. And I'm like, I hope that too. Why is that a bad thing? Well, scripture says this, this dead mystic said this, this person said this. I'm like, yeah, oh, I get that. I just hope hell's empty of humans. And people freaked. And I'm like, how do you not hope that? And I said, well, do you believe there's no one in hell? No, I believe there's people in hell. I hope there isn't. They couldn't make the distinction because they had all these rules memorized. Well, God is like this, God is like that. And I'm like... One guy was like, well, that's impossible. You're hoping for something impossible. I said, like bread turning into flesh? Like a virgin giving birth? Like a dude dying and then rising from the dead? Yes, I specialize in hoping for the impossible. Well, God can't do that because blah, 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 blah. I was, I'm not in the business of telling God what he can and can't do. Right? We're so busy describing and categorizing God that we keep jamming him into these boxes. Do I believe there's people in hell? I do, but I hope not. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Right? And then you got a lot of the, well, you're saying Hitler deserves heaven? Dude, you don't deserve heaven. I don't deserve heaven. After that, it's just about degrees of horror. Uh, what what the heck kind of thing are we bring? Again, I'm not saying I believe hell's empty. I hope it is. That'd be great. <laughs> if I somehow make the cut and I get to heaven and the Lord's like, watch this. Yeah, he's not going to go, well, I'd love to do that. But my theology says I can't. He's God. Do I think it's likely? No. Do I hope? Yeah, I hope. I, I hope no human it's capable of doing something that merits eternal torture. I hope. But I don't know. I'm wrong about so many things. Even when I say God is love, I'm wrong. Because I'm always polluting it with my idea of love. I don't mean to. I can't help that. But I'm open to wonder. <laughs> What's wrong with hoping? 
right? We pray it at every Mass. The Catechism says we need to pray and hope for, for all souls to go to heaven. All right, I'm in. Do I think it's likely? No. <laughs> but again, I wouldn't have called virgin birth. I wouldn't have called the Eucharist. I wouldn't have called the incarnation. If you told me, Joe, come up with a plan to save the world from sin, would you have come up with incarnation? Would you have come up with the Eucharist? Me either. I'd have been like, well, I guess we punch the devil in the face, chain him up, and grab everyone. And, you know, I, I would have had a bad plan. <sighs> okay. I am reading Isaiah Thomas. A heck of a guard. Uh, I am reading the book of Isaiah. I'm pretty convinced it's about the last days. Do I understand it correctly? Depends which part. You can kind of divide Isaiah into three chunks. Um, uh, the chunk that was about the then, the chunk that was about the coming of Christ, and the chunk that's about the end of all things. Uh, I hope that's helpful. Is that too vague? Because to be honest, I'm not an Isaiah specialty guy. Childproof knob covers. I don't know what that means. For your stove. My stuff? Stove. There's such a thing? Okay, I will look this up. Because it's clear she's just pawing. But she, and so she moves the buttons and she keeps turning the oven light on. There's a button there. Like this morning I woke up again and she had the oven light on. Because she gets up there. She's like, she thinks there's food up there. And you know what my brother told me? Put a mouse trap up there. Like, I'm not doing that. Oh, no, I'd rather the house burn down. It would only take In fact, I wouldn't mind if the house burned down because then we can build one not on Saginaw Road. Carrie's giving me the look. Yeah. The dog is. I'll testify against her. Wouldn't that be funny? I testify against my dog in trial. Can you point to the dog that you... That dog! Okay. Um, what is your favorite pilgrimage site? M-Y-T-Y-S. Oh, shut up. Okay, that works. All right. My favorite pilgrimage site. Come, Holy Spirit. Give me a second. Uh, it's complicated. First answer is Lateran in Rome, but only because my mom loved it. Like, it's not a particularly pretty church at all. The statues in there are the greatest statues to me ever carved in the history of the world, and I literally mean that. Have you been there, Uncle Lonnie? No. Um, so there's an emotional attachment there because it was the first church I went to in Rome, and I was with my mom and dad, and for some reason my mom was googly for it. And it's again, it's not an attractive church, but she loved those statues. I mean, it's classic. Okay, stop. Um... I'm guessing the place where Jesus rose from the dead, the se the holy sepulcher in Jerusalem, like the stone they laid his corpse on. I touched it. <laughs> do, you, do you see how... Oops, sorry, Uncle Lonnie. Okay. Um, she is evil. The I like I touched the stone where he conquered death, like where he reversed death. He was dead, D-E-D, -E -D, dead. And I touch that stone. And I... <laughs> the dog. So I think that's my favorite. I do. I kind of pine to pilgrimage to Japan uh, and see where Mary appeared there. Uh, I've always wanted to... I, 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 I have degrees in Japanese history, 
So I've always been fascinated by Japan. I just can't be on a plane that long. I will lose my mind. Like, I'm going to lose my mind flying to Florida, and I think it's an hour and a half. And I'm serious. I can't take it. I, that's what I'd want to do. See, now, Dad always jokes about this. When he went over to Japan, uh, it was on a troop carrier ship. <laughs> and they crossed the Pacific. I'd rather do that than be on a plane. I, I would. Isn't that nuts? There's just nothing about a plane. Like, my butt hurts, my knee hurts, and I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. That's what happens on a plane. What do you call that? A coccyx bone or something? Now, the good news is that pain passes the second you stand up. But while you're sitting there, whoo, did you get that, Uncle Lonnie? No. Jerk. Um, oh, I already answered that question. Mm -hmm, that's okay. The articles I've read about why we fast seem kind of shallow. I feel that there is more to it than just giving up something for Jesus. I continued fasting on Friday past Lent. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Here's the key to fasting. Okay, and it's actually kind of simple. Our bodies are loud, our souls are quiet. And it's a way to remind ourselves that we are in charge of our bodies. We can voluntarily say, I'm going to discipline my body. And it's literally that simple, right? And then the suffering, like for me, um, like I don't want to brag, okay, about my fasting. I one time went three hours without food. I know. You're like, what? Yeah, three. And it was really two and a half. Uh, but all kidding aside, when I fast, I crave food. Some of it's psychological. Some of it's my body if I go long enough. Either way, I pray, Lord, let me hunger for you more than I hunger for food. Right? When it's psychological suffering, namely, I'm not really hungry, I just want to eat, then it's, Lord, only you can fill this need. Right? Me shoving food in my mouth is medicating a problem, just like we talked about with sex. Right? It's medicating a problem instead of letting Jesus heal that problem at the root. Right, That great Chesterton quote, the man who knocks on a brothel door is really looking for a cathedral. You and I, when we're not hungry, craving food, we're craving something that only God can provide. Food can, in this case, smother it. Smother the, the real spiritual hunger. Yeah, I hope that helps. Regarding the Advent wrath, should I tell that story? I think I did. Did I tell the Advent wrath story on this show? I did. Do you know this one, Uncle Lonnie, the Advent Wrath? Okay, so I was living with a priest from Mexico. We were at Queens and Jackson. And, um, you know, dude's English was perfect. Uh, he had a slight accent, but he learned it in Mexico. From Mexicans, he learned English. So there was always some curiosities that emerged. It's like me. When I learned Spanish, I learned it playing ball. Which meant, truly, I promise, I was swearing and didn't know it. I had no idea. I could tell when people went, I'm like, oh, sorry. Um, so he comes back and he from Mass, and he was very confused and slightly angry. He's a very passionate dude. And the long and short of it is, he didn't understand why people were, he gave a homily, the whole homily was on the Advent wrath. And I'm like, on the what? 
And so I'm asking questions. I think, oh, this is a Mexico thing, the Advent wrath. He was trying to say wreath. <laughs> he didn't know it's, it's pronounced wreath. So he gave a whole homily on the Advent wrath. And people were like, the what? And then he got mad at them for not getting it. And they got mad at him for getting mad at them for not getting it. It was glorious. So I was like, bro, it's wreath. He's like, wreath? You know, he couldn't. I'm like, it's a hard word. Anyway, what? Oh, there it is. Regarding the Advent wreath, why is the rose candle the third week rather than the fourth? Because it's the anticipation candle. We're geeked out. It's the night before Christmas and all through the house. Not a candle was lit. Not even the pink one that rhymes with house. Right? It's literally Jesus letting us be little kid at the grocery store excited. Right? Uh, next week is the day. Right? Like a week from today, I'm going to be on a leaving on a jet plane. If we crash and die, by the way, Lonnie, you can have my stuff. Yeah. All of it? No. Uh, <laughs> um. What were we talking about? Something with candles. We'll all get a die truck. We're not all. Gonna oh yeah, we'll all be on the same plane, right? If we go down. Hold on, this... I've seen plane crashes where couples people survive. Well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you this. It drives me nuts when I say I don't like being on a plane. People are like, well, more people get in car accidents than plane accidents. I'm like, a, that's not the point. B, nobody's had a plane accident and swapped insurance information. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, you don't hear about that. You, you don't hear about, yeah, the plane crashed and the pilot gave the information. No, no, no. You're all staring at Jesus. And you know what I'm going to do if that plane starts going down? I'm giving everyone absolution. Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome? Be like, brace everyone. God the Father of mercies. You know, we'll get it done. I assume I'll have to yell because of all the screaming. I'll be giggling. What? Well, I'm gonna have to run all the way to the front of the plane to where you're sitting. Oh, do I get the? Do I get a? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you saying I'm gonna be in the front? Oh, yeah. Like comfortable fat person seat? I don't know. Oh. I don't know what's up there. Oh my gosh! Are you serious? Like, we're not talking first class. I don't think so. Maybe Shoot. Business. Oh, I do love business class. You give them twice the money you pay, and they will give you one eighth of a fraction of an inch of knee space. I'm like, look, my problem is I'm 270 pounds. It's not a fraction of a quarter of an inch of knee space. I'm a fat man packed in a small area. I couldn't get a chimp in there. Um, <laughs> so let me go up top. All right, have I? Uh, nope, I answered. Okay, so hold on, guys. Okay, also, we often pray for the holy souls in purgatory. Does that imply some aren't holy? Or maybe it's trying to clarify that all are. This struck me as an odd phrase. I get you. Everyone there is holy, right? If you're in purg, you're going to heaven. And you could even argue purg is the process of heaven if you want. I don't I don't think Jesus cares one way or the other. So, yeah, we say we always had poor souls in purgatory. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. But I do get all the holy souls in purgatory. It doesn't mean there's any unholy ones there. They wouldn't be there. Uh, They'd be in hell. Um, So we pray for all the holy souls in purg because everyone there is holy. They're getting holier, right? Um, I'm getting tired over here. You're almost done. Am I? Okay, let's keep looking. I did that one. I This led to more time. Whoop, 
Uh, whoops, it disappeared. Nope, that's okay, sis. Oh, here it is. This led to more time to focus on cleaning my place and less. No oh, this is connected to the question about fasting. I'm sorry. I missed the second half of your question. So <clears throat> we go back to the question about fasting. And this person's, I continued fasting on Fridays past Lent. This led to more time to focus on cleaning my place and resting. Less noise is prioritized. Fasting can also be super good for your body with regard to healing. Okay, groovy. And I do love to clean. I do. Like, it's weird. I was just telling Dad this morning. I was like, I don't know when washing dishes. Ugh. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, fasting can be good for your body, I think. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor, I swear to God, although I was talking to Sue. Okay. Um, what is the difference? Difference between epiphany water and exercised holy water. How many different types of holy water are there? Okay, basically you can break it down into two categories. There's blessed water and there's exercised water. All that, either are good. Exercised water, I just did it yesterday, whenever Thursday was. When was Thursday? Was that yesterday? Did you hear that? It's Eve. Oh, oh that means she's got an O-U-T. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, exercised water is water that's blessed in a specific way toward combating evil. Yeah. Often with exercise salt. Right. So just yesterday I exercised salt and water, mixed them and gave a house with some. Oh, and you want to hear something crazy? Seriously, I promise this is true. OK, no one can figure out where I'm going. Right. If I say what happened yesterday. No, my calendar's not public. Yeah, yeah. So we got to call someone's house. They're like, we got some things going on here spiritually. Can you come over? Yeah, sure. So I do the exorcism of salt, exorcism of water, and then I say the prayer, which I'm permitted to pray. I'm not an exorcist, but I can do the non-exorcist exorcism prayers, oddly enough. And when I said, I command the unclean spirit to leave this house, you know that line, Alexa says, someone is at the door. What? I swear. And the wife got up and went and looked. No one was at the door. I get to the second time I say that. Ding, ding, someone is at the door. And there was no one at the door. It was leaving. Woo! Blah, 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 blah. Now, you know what's weird, Uncle Lonnie? I didn't feel it. Like when I came in the house, I was like trying to, you know how you can smell them out? Nothing. And it kind of worried me. I'm like, Lord, am I blocking something? But I don't know. Usually I can sense those things. And maybe it was just a minor one. I don't know. But whatever it was, it bugged out. I usually sense it. I meant to ask you about that. Father, we have a summer vacation planned and I've researched and mass will not be available. What should I do? You need to cancel. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Wouldn't that be hilarious? If I was like, just send me the tickets. I'll do it. I just actually talked to someone about this this morning. They're going on their winter vacation, and this is a church person. This is a daily mass and weekend mass. Well, not everyday daily mass, but every Friday mass, every weekend mass. Where they're going, they research, the nearest, they would have to go 55 miles like, it would kill the whole point of the vacation, right? And 
it's like, well, you got to drive 55 miles to get there at 11. Anyway, I dispensed to the person. As their pastor, I can do this. I can't dispense you because I assume you're not a parishioner. If you are a parishioner, just ask me your Uncle A. Okay? Um, I asked him a few follow-up questions to make sure I understood. So you, you looked at Google Map. You did the whole, and I know this guy. You know him, and you know he's not going to. He was like, Padre, it's impossible. Um, yeah. So God doesn't demand what you cannot do. Right? So here's what I would recommend. You need to still dedicate that day to the Lord. It belongs to him. Right? And one of the ways you can do it is either by using an app or a book, have the mass prayers and readings on hand. Right? So for me, I use uh, my favorite but you got to pay for this one. You can get free ones, so don't listen to me uh, if you don't want to pay for it because there's non-paid ones. Uh, come Holy Spirit. Word Among Us. That's who I use. Uh, another paid one that I think is fantastic is uh, Magnificat. That's a subscription service. It's online or paper. Um, and they give you not just the readings of the day, but a little homily and a good one. Now, I haven't read Magnificat in 100 years. They still do good homilies on there? Yeah, okay. The Word Among Us one is soul-crushing. I don't know who writes that, but they should get a medal. I'm sirs. Whoever they found. Like, I keep thinking, I got to write them and commend them. Because you know how bad some of those are. And today's gospel, Jesus says, we just need to be nice and charitous. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, these are fantastic reflections. Um there's free ones too. iBrevery.com, I think, uh, is an app. Laudate, too. Oh, Laudate is. Now, that's the Anglican prayers, right? But they're the same as ours. Um, no, it's the Anglican calendar, I think. Am I thinking right, Big Bro? Or do, no, I got it mixed up, don't I? I think it's so, because isn't Laudate the one that connects you back to USCCB for the... So. Mm, then I'm way oh. off. Please, I was wrong. Yeah, okay, I thank you for pointing that out, because I don't want to say the... <clears throat> I'm wrong about Laudate. If it connects you to the USCCB, <coughs> then it's Catholic. It's Catholic. Okay. Um, I know we're not to eat meat on Ash Wednesday and on Lenten Fridays, but I know of some people who do the meatless Friday all year around, like the practice was when my parents were young. Can we do the older practice or just the current way? Or if we can't do some penitential practice instead? No, you can you can abstain from meat on any Friday, any day you want, right? Um, I know dad's generation, they just didn't eat meat on any Friday at all. Um, and I remember we did that too. We were fish stick people, remember? And it was supposed to be a penance, but we loved that, right? Um and then we found out yuppies do it too, but in a different way. They go to like some fancy fish restaurant. Oh, we suffer. Uh, I better get the crab souffle. I need to do penance. Um, actually, it's ironic doing it in that voice because Jews can't eat shellfish. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Something we got. Okay, so you can abstain from meat on any Friday. You can say all Fridays in the year, I'm going to abstain from meat. Uh, you can say, nope, I'm only doing it during Lent. You can say one Friday a month, whatever. Jesus will take whatever you got, man. He will. Yeah. All right. I think we're done. Yes. Woo! 
We knocked a ton of questions out today. We did. I'm so proud. Um, and when I mean pride, I mean the sinful kind. Um, I'm better at that than any of you jerks. Uh, so that's kind of funny. I never try. I always do the humility jokes. I'm more humble than you, but it's like I'm more prideful than any of you. Um, so thank you for tuning in next Wednesday, or do you say the Wednesday? The Wednesday that's coming after today. How do you say that next Wednesday? Wednesday. That feels like I'm saying two Wednesdays from now. All right. Oh, wait. No, next Wednesday. Am I on a boat? No. no. Okay. No, but on the uh, left side. Next, next Wednesday. Oh, let me scroll. Holy cow. Really? All right. Let's listen to Whoops. The first, the first group are all Michigan. Oh, yeah. Michigan. The state of, not that place in Ann Arbor. Okay. So here's where some of our listeners are at Holt, Saginaw, Portland, Portland, Michigan, or Oregon? Oh, those are all Michigan. Okay, because I salmon fished in Portland, Michigan. Did you know this song, Kalani? I caught a 20-inch coho. I did in Michigan. Yeah, it wasn't a monster, but it was the biggest one I've ever caught. Yeah. Uh, Horton, Frenchtown. Never heard of it. wonder where that is. Goodrich. Yeah, Chesedding, Lansing, Kalamazoo. Do you know a story about that Kalamazoo? Okay, true story. 1994, I think, I met St. John Paul II. And like a group of us spent hours with him, dead serious. So he's meeting us. And where are we from? We were all state of Michigan seminarians. This is how this guy's mind was, right? He comes, you know, we're supposed to say our name and what diocese we're from. So it gets to me. I says, uh, Joe Krupp, Lansing, Michigan. Our bishop was Povish. He goes, Povish. Yeah. Next guy, you know, Jerry Battersby, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Adam Maida. Adam Maida. He got it right. The next guy, Herman Diaz. I'll never forget this. Kalamazoo. And he went, Kalamazoo. And he said the bishop's name, whose name I can't remember. But So for the rest of the trip, we'd all look at each other. Kalamazoo. He just clearly wanted to say Kalamazoo. No one cares, do they? Kalamazoo, Portage, Davison, Grand Rapids, Hillsdale. Oh, I love you, Hillsdale. Owasso, Howell, Bay City. Holy crap. Now we go Crown Point, Indiana, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Orange County, Southern California. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? You could be in the sun right now. Like, we're in Michigan, or maybe you are. Maybe they're listening and walking in sun. Just know this, Mr. or Mrs. Orange County. We last saw the sun in August. Is it still like a bright orangish yellow ball? Does anyone have updates for us? Um, Finley, Walbridge, Ohio. Duluth, Minnesota. Texas. Oh, I'm moving there. California. Pochitello? Pocatello. Pocatello, Indiana. Christianburg, Virginia. Holy cow, you guys, really? What is wrong with you? Virgi- uh, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Baker, Florida, Miles, Texas. Oh, Texas, I love you. Halifax, Nova Scotia, SLC. Utah. Utah. I wonder if it's one of my, I wonder if it's my fiance. You can tell me. It's like melody or harmony or something. Harmony. Harmony. New Jersey. Hello, New Jersey. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, where they make priests like it's a factory. Mankato, Minnesota. I've been there. Wichita, Kansas. Been there. I've been to some of these. Bainbridge, Georgia. Bainbridge. Now, why is that funny to me? Oh, I remember. Okay. Uh, Pittsboro. 
North Carolina. Yep. Nice, you guys. Wow, thank you for tuning in from all over. And ye who are from Arizona, again, I'll bet they see the sun right now. Seriously. Like, do you know, okay, we had a foreign-born priest who approached me the other day, right? And he was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, and he was talking about how if I sit down, I fall asleep. I'm re- I've never been a dark person. I'm struggling with inner darkness. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And I said, and this, where this person's from, they don't have winter. And I'm like, oh, welcome to Michigan. Yeah. And I did. I had to give the priest the talk. Right. Yeah. And I said, it's going to like inside, you're going to feel awful until March. Welcome to Michigan. And I told him vitamin D. Right. And that uh, brain stuff that um, Joe Rogan sells. I can't remember what it's called. But I'm like, you'll lose your mind. I says, this is why everyone who can leaves Michigan January, February, and even some of March. What's that, bro? Oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like just sunlight, you know. Uh, But isn't that sad? I wanted to hug him so bad, but he's not a hugger. Uh, What were we talking about? Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, we did that one. Arizona, Long Island, New York. I know a guy. I can't do that accent, but I can do a close one. Long Island, Long Island. Up on the other side. Oh, up on the other side. I don't know what that means, sissy. Kara? Uh, yep. Okay. Um, it is Bren Van's birthday today. She is our foreign correspondent in Canada. If you meet her, you'll be like, what is she, 40? And she's not. She's like 42. Bren, you look a lot younger than you are. Like when she told me how old she was, I'm like, you're a, you're, you are a liar. So happy birthday, liar. Uh, all kidding aside, happy birthday, Bren Van. And Kara um, has, or Kara, I'm not sure how to say it, uh, needs some prayers. She's waiting for word from a couple interviews and a new job. If it's here, you're hired. I just can say that because we haven't interviewed anyone named Kara in a while. Um, 75, she says. Kara is? No. Bren Van, you're 32. Quit lying. Seriously, you've seen her. She's not 75. Either Are you drinking oil of Olay? Because that's poison. <laughs> um, and, of course, please pray for my beautiful niece, Diana, and my wonderful nephew, Michael, who are awaiting the birth of their little first little squeaker. And I can't wait. I'm going to spoil that child. Drums and sugar. Drums and sugar. Uh, so we will wrap this puppy up. I'll see you beautiful people Wednesday. And we're going to talk. We're going to do our next thing. We talked about uh, human sexuality. Uh, particularly focused on marriage. Next week, I'm going to talk a bit about morality, how to be, how to fight for purity, how to fight for uh, the vision God has for us, and how to understand it as a fight. I think you will find this helpful. If you don't, it's because you're horrible. No pressure. So I say we wrap this puppy up with a prayer. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for these beautiful, inquiring minds who want to know. And and thank you, Lord, for the opportunities you've given me as a priest and as a seminarian to read and to study and learn from amazing people. We ask you to be with us today in a special way. Be with Brenvan and Kara and Diana and Michael and little Felix. 
And Lord, everyone who's listening now who feels alone or is wrestling with darkness, please come close to them and let them feel it, even if it's just for a moment, so that they can remember they're not alone. We ask that you restore the sick, that you take care of those who need shelter or food, and that you use us as much as you see fit to meet those needs. We pray also, Lord, as you instructed us, we pray that you protect us from evil. Protect us from compromising with evil. Protect us from flirting with evil. And oh Lord, you know the people that, that we love very much and worry about. And you know about all the circumstances in our lives that cause us to fret. And we give all of it to you, Lord, because we love you so much and we trust you. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. My Kung Fu is strong. I will see you beautiful people next week. And until then, peace is my gift to you. Is it over? No, it's never over. But Greatest line ever. <laughs> well, we're... Some things are, some things are never over.